Welcome back to our High Five, where we're gonna highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, we're celebrating Deborah and how God is moving in her life. Last Sunday, she was baptized at our Manchester outpost and it was a beautiful celebration of her faith in Jesus. Way to go, Deborah. This high five goes out to you today. In at number four, our outpost held Get Connected this past weekend, where people gathered to share lunch together and talk about the many ways to take next steps here at One Church. It was a blast, and many are on their way to serving the Lord with us here. High five to everyone who went. If you're interested in learning more about these next steps, visit church.one slash events for more information and to see when your outpost is getting connected next. Here at number three, our Manchester outpost recently hosted a Night to Cherish, a magical prom night experience for people with disabilities. These ones danced the night away with friends and family. High five to special moments centered in God's love. If you or a family member are interested in our open roof group, check out church.one slash groups to find out more. In at number two, this past week, One Church had a couple of ways of sharing God's love with moms of unexpected pregnancies. Our very own Embrace Grace group from our Bedford Outpost partnered with the Nest Cafe to host a baby shower for new moms joining the group. And in Brandon, we partnered with the Women's Center there in their initiative in supporting local moms too. High five to sharing God's love with these new families. And finally, up at number one, Cindy attended our Manchester outpost on Sunday and found herself ready to respond to what God was calling her to do. Having given her life to Jesus, Cindy followed him in baptism. High five, Cindy. We're all celebrating with you today. Thanks for joining us for our high five, and I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one. God's love is moving through the life of one church. Can we just give a round of applause for that? You know, like we're excited. God is doing big things within the life of one church. And I'm just always so happy every single week to celebrate these high fives with you all. And we're celebrating that across all of our outposts with one church. So I've been thinking a lot about different phrases that we throw around maybe on a daily basis that we might just kind of stop thinking about. We just kind of throw them out there like it's no big deal. And one that I think is maybe the most hurtful, but maybe we don't realize it, is just the simple phrase of, I don't care. I don't care. We, we have moments that we might think of like, oh, well, truly, I do not care about that. Maybe you just moved into a home or a new apartment and your spouse or roommate asks you like, where do you want the coffee table? And you throw out like, oh, I, I don't care. You have friends that are picking where you want to go to dinner. It's like, where would you like to eat? Ah, I don't care. Someone's talking about a sporting event. I heard there was a big game last night. And you, people are talking to you and you're like, ah, I don't really care about sports. They're telling you about a new book. Oh, I'm not really interested in that. I don't really care. But you see, with a lot of these conversations, or at least a good amount of them, what we're dealing with is we're dealing with people. And as children of God, as believers, as, the, as part of the family of God, we should care about people. We should care about what people care about. We should care about their needs. We should basically just be caring about people. The thing is that the, the closer we, we grow to God, the more that we dive in and connect to God, the more we're going to start to care about people. But something that we can be faced with is that caring 
can be really hard. <laughs> Caring can be almost a burden sometimes. We go about our day and we're seeing these needs that we might not be able to fill. And, and man, that, that's a burden. It can be so difficult to care. We're wondering how can we reach out to people in these ways? Because as individuals, our capacity to care can be kind of limited. Whether it's through our, our resources, maybe finances or our time, or maybe uh, emotional constraints as well. As individuals, we are limited in how we can care. But what's great is as the family of God, as we connect to God more and more, our capacity to reach out to people grows. And this series we're going through is City on a Hill. We're looking at the core practices of One Church. And today we are talking about outreach. Now, how, what is outreach? How do we define it? You ready for this? Outreach is reaching out. I love when you can define like that. You just flip the words around. Outreach is reaching out. It is caring about people. It is caring about their needs. Caring about what they care about. And you see, this is the core of Pray for One, a communal prayer that we ask everyone that's involved in one church to pray every single day. It goes simply, God, please give me one person to share your love with. God, please give me one person to share your love with. What's going to happen as we are praying for one is we're connecting to God. We're adopting more characteristics of God in such a way that God is reaching out to us. We are uh, reaching out through us. We are becoming an extension of God's love. We're adopting all these different characteristics. We're pursuing godliness more and more on a daily basis. And then what's happening is that we are gaining th this care for one another, this love of God that we know and that we get to participate in. And then we have something fantastic to share. So as we're connecting to God more and more, and he's in the business of reaching out to people, what we're connecting to then is also people. We're reaching out and we're sharing this good love that we have this care in a, in a tangible way, in this opportunity of outreach. We're meeting people's needs. We're meeting them where they're at and we are affecting lives in a tangible way because we become vessels of God's love. As we're connecting to more people, as numbers are gonna grow, going to not just connect to one person, but if each of us connect to one person, then we're connecting to more people, and then soon we are connecting to the mission of God as well. What we're doing is we're putting other people's needs over our own, which is strange, which goes against maybe what other people might see or what other people might think that they need to do in their lives. Like, no, life is short. You got to get what you can while you're here. You got to look out for numero uno. I am the most important person. Why are you putting other people's needs before your own? People are going to ask why. Why are you doing this? Why are you giving away this free stuff? Why are you giving away money? Why are you giving away your time? Why are you giving away your resources? It just doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? Because we are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Can you say that with me? You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. 
We are becoming the light of the world. And in light, there is no place for darkness. In light that is connecting to God, adopting more of his characteristics, being more and more like him, pursuing godliness, there is then no space for darkness. No space for, for our selfishness, no space for our pain or our worry or what might be keeping us back from reaching out to others and being vessels of God's love. And then what the goal is, is the goal is, is that it cannot be hidden. Our goal should be that people know about it. People know that in our culture, we are reaching out. People know that in the basis of who we are, everything that, that is the rewiring that God is doing in our hearts is based on reaching out to others and sharing the care that he has for people in our lives. Because that is, is who outreach is for. Outreach is for all of us. Anyone who identifies themselves as a child of God. Outreach is for you. And, and the blessing is that we get to participate in outreach. God wants to move through you. The fact is that we, the church, the body of Christ, yeah, we're God's plan to impact the world around us in a tangible way. Like we're, we're plan A. It wasn't something else he had set up and it didn't work out. He's like, oh, I guess I'll leave it up to the church. Like, no, we are the plan. He left us here to go out and do the work and affect people's lives in a physical and a tangible way. Anyone else a little bit scared by that? Anyone else feel like it is a little bit much of a, to, of a burden to bear? It's quite an undertaking, like, oh, I'm worried about this. Yeah, but the good news is that he didn't leave us alone. He left us his spirit. He left us one another as well. Yet just left on our own, my reach is going to fall short. But then through God, reaching out with his love, becoming vessels of his love, we can reach so many more. That's what outreach is. It is God reaching out through us. And we take outreach very seriously at One Church. Something that, that Brad just said in the host moment and something that we often say uh, on stage here is it's because you're giving that we're able to participate in outreach events. And we mean that. It's not something that we just say just to say it. It's because you're giving. See, what we do at One Church is we tithe the tithe, right? So through your giving, the church takes 10% of that and we set it aside strictly for outreach, for different events, to give back to our community partners, to give back to our regional partners and our global partners as well. And the fantastic thing that I get to share with you is because you're giving, we've been able to give back over a half a million dollars to outreach events. Through all of our, yeah, that's a big clap moment right there. We've been able to give back through these events, through things like market days. In Franklin, we just did Choose Franklin Community Days. We do different events at our Manchester and our Bedford outposts and all across Vermont as well. We're giving back to our regional partners too. And I think people are starting to notice that we're a church that gives back. People are reaching out to us with different organizations in the town or different nonprofits saying, hey, I'm do we're doing this event. Can you help out in any way? We got this thing going on. Can you all add to it as well? It's something that I am thankful for. And one thing that can happen, or, and maybe is holding us back, is we see these high fives, and it's like, okay, well, we did that trampoline park event back in Easter. Do all y'all remember that? Franklin, we just did a bunch of tie-dye during Choose Franklin Community Days, and you say, like, okay, 
How's tie-dye helping people out? We were at the Easter egg hunt in Franklin, and we, it was just a blast. Because of your giving, we got to be there. We got to donate a bunch of Easter eggs filled with candy. We, we got to give raffle prizes. We brought the bouncy houses. It was a great time, and it was raining, so we really liked having all that stuff. It made the event really special for the kids in Franklin. But during that event, a woman came up to me. She pulled me aside. She said, excuse me, do you work for the church? I said, yeah. And she started laying out all these different things that are going on in her life, in the life of her sister, how it's hard. She starts crying and just opening up about how it hasn't been easy. So I asked to pray with her. She said yes, and we prayed together. But in addition to that, one of the volunteers in Franklin knew of a few resources for this woman and for her family. So I brought her over and they had a conversation. She got her connected to resources within the town that could help her out, affecting lives in a very tangible way. Where can we do outreach? It's wherever you live, you work, and you play. When can it happen? It can happen anytime, but it's important to have a plan. One thing that we do is we have our outreach leadership team central with all of our outposts at one church. But then Concord specifically, there is a team of volunteers that have their finger on the pulse of what's happening in town and happening in the region. And they're planning, they're seeking it out. They're being, uh, taking initiative to go out and be, take part in these outreach events. So it's important to have a plan. How can we participate in outreach? By praying for one. We start living with our heads up, seeing what God has got going on in the world around us. But just simply asking people, how can I help? What can I do? In our setting as well, it's important to have connections too. We know more people as a collective whole than just me here. We have connections to more people and are able to affect people's lives even in greater ways we pull our resources and our connections as well. Now, why do we do outreach? Because the work needs doing. And if we don't do it, it's left undone. And as children of God, that should not sit well with us. Because outreach connects us to God. Outreach connects us to God because God reached out first. From the very beginning... God reached out first, making a connection that we can have with him, being in relationship with God. And when things went awry, he even uh, sidestepped the plan again. And he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins so that there's nothing separating us from the heavenly father, nothing keeping us from relationship with him. Outreach is the nature of God. Today, we're looking at a passage from 1 John chapter 4. Starting in verse 7, it says this. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God reached out to us first. And when I say that, I mean first, like truly first. 
He didn't wait for us to get our lives in order before he reached out to us. God did not wait for us to check off some boxes before he reached out to us first. No, Romans chapter five says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He reached out first. Because of this passage and, and this fact that we can take hope in, my heart aches for people that feel like they need to get their lives in order before they come to God. I, my heart aches for people that think that they need to be perfect before they get baptized or that they need to make sure that everything is checked off before they might even walk into a church building. See, God reached out first. And because of that, we don't need to wait for people to get their lives in order before we reach out with God's love, before we share his good love in tangible ways. We don't need to make sure that's like, all right, do you got your life in order? Are you ready here? Okay, maybe I can share God's love with you. No, it was freely given to us. So we get to freely give it to others. We are vessels of God's love. So when we share the love of God in these tangible ways, we know that God's love is visible, it's present, it's active, it's costly, it's life-giving, it's selfless, and God's love is sufficient. All these things, this is what we're reaching out with, with God's love, extending it out as we connect to people through outreach. Outreach connects us to people because God reaches people through us. I've been catching myself recently whenever I'm praying of, of saying, yeah, God, can you please show your love to this person? Can you please make your love known to this family member or this friend? And then as I'm preparing this message, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh, you dummy. Like, God's going to reach out to people through me. He's going to reach out to people through you. He's reaching out to people through us. God reaches people through us. That is how he has chosen to share his love. So to continue on in verse 11, it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So what should we do? Now that God loves us, now that we know that God loves us, we also ought to love one another. And I am struck by the, the portion there where it says his love is made complete in us. It's made complete when we share it because a love that is not expressed isn't complete. It isn't made perfect. And this fact kind of goes against what I like to call the, the doomsday prepper believer it's like, yeah, I, I, got my, I got my rations here of God's love. In case anything goes down, I'm going to be good. These are my rations. You go get your own. This ain't for you. This is for me. I know that my, I'm okay with God. This love, this is my love. Him and I got this thing going. We're good. I don't need to share it with anyone else. That's not the case at all. Yeah, we're sharing God's love freely. It is made complete when we share it with others. So when we share the gift of God's love, let's share it gratefully. 
I, I don't know if you did this growing up either, but my parents always made me write thank you notes to people that would send us birthday gifts or Christmas presents. Anyone else do that growing up? Or maybe you still even do it now. Good for you. If, <laughs> I've gotten in trouble with my mother-in-law for not sending thank you notes to, to people that give me gifts. Um, it was so hard to write the thank you note for the socks that you got from your great aunt. Right? You weren't too thrilled about it, but you still had to write the thank you note. Like, thank you so much. They fit so well. Like, I don't know how to, how to thank you. But then it was super easy to write the thank you note and be grateful for the gift that you were really excited about. The gift that you couldn't wait to get up and play with from the moment you woke up to the moment that you went to bed. The gift that you couldn't wait to bring your friends over and enjoy it with you. The gift that you were just so excited about that it took every single part of your being. That is the gift that you were grateful for and it's easy to be thankful for as well. To be grateful and not in a stingy way. To be overflowing with thankfulness and that is how we get to share the gift of God's love. We get to share the gift of love intentionally. Sometimes we can fall into the mindset of sort of waiting for the right moment, like being spontaneous when it comes to outreach, when it comes to expressing God's love in these tangible ways, and when it comes to caring for people. The problem with that is if we're always waiting for the right moment, we run the risk of the moment passing us by. So instead, we can have outreach be part of who we are, be part of our culture, be part of our internal wiring. So that way, when those moments come by, the framework's already in place. It's a part of who you are, and it just happens naturally. We can share the gift of God freely, just open. It's not ours to hold on to. It was God's as well. We're just the route that it takes to get to other people then we get to share the gift of God's love tangibly. Remembering that we are the physical representation of God's love on earth. We are here, we, we are expressing, it says that no one has seen God, but God sees, people see God through us. People see God through how we treat people. People see God through how we care for individuals as well. We're sharing God's love in this tangible way. And if you don't remember it, sharing God's love is a G-I-F-T. Look at that. I know, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> we get to share the gift of God's love. We get to connect to people because God shares his love through us. And then finally, we outreach connects us to mission because God wants to reach everyone. God wants to reach everyone. I want you to, to sit in that for a moment. Do we believe that? God, hey, God wants to reach your family. God wants to reach your friends. God wants to reach your ones. God wants to reach your coworkers and your classmates and your teammates. There is nobody that God does not want to reach. And that includes all of you as well. You might be in here this morning thinking, nah, I'm a lost cause. There's no way God wants to reach me. Yeah, I'm here, but I'm long gone. He ain't going to reach me. This isn't for me. No, God wants to reach everyone. God wants to reach you. In verse 13, 
We continue on. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. When we approach this blessing of outreach, this task that has been laid before us in outreach, we can first ask ourselves two questions. Do you know the love that God has for you? Do you know the love God has for you? Because he's given you his spirit. This love has given you his spirit. And that spirit is a spirit of power, of love, of kindness, and of goodness. This spirit is not one that keeps you shackled to whatever strongholds you might have. This spirit does not keep you shackled to any identity that you feel like you got to carry around these burdens of what you've done or maybe what's been done to you. No, this spirit is freeing. This spirit allows you to stand high on the rooftops, high on the mountaintops and declare that you are a child of God, no longer bound by our old selves that were stuck in sin that kept us away from God. But instead, this spirit puts you in community with with God. This spirit brings you into the family of God. That is the love of God that we get to know. So first, do you know that love? And then if you do, do you rely on God's love? Because this task that has been set before us to share God's love in these tangible ways outside of his spirit, outside of his family, there's no way that we can do it. But when we know his love and we rely on his love, then all things are made possible. We have this opportunity to go out and affect people's lives. To say, this is what God's love is all about. We don't need to be scared of it. Instead, we get to go out and know that the battle's already been won. Know that he's defeated death what we're doing is we're connecting to his mission, sharing his good news in a good news way. One way that we get to know and rely on God is through our weekly time of communion together. Know that because God reached out first, that's what we're, we're doing here. He sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. He sent his son so that we could be here together in community with him. And not just here, but beyond these walls in our daily walks of lives as well. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. There is nobody that Jesus does not want to reach. There is nobody that Jesus does not want to connect to. This is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. He said, this is my new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me to the king.
There is work to be done. There's work to be done to go out and affect people's lives in a tangible way, to be vessels of God's love, to really care for people. And as you go about that, or maybe you're sitting right here and you're thinking of some tasks that are at hand and you want prayer for that. You want prayer for knowing God and relying on him. I'll be down here, Dan as well. I know that we'll have some women in the back that want to pray with you. Just encourage to say, yeah, we can't do this on our own, but let's rely on God together. But also if you're here in this and you're struck by the fact that God reached out first and there's no one that he does not want to reach and you're feeling compelled to be baptized today into that family. Let me tell you right now, there's nothing that you got to do before that. You don't need to wait to get something fixed. You don't need to wait to figure something out. A celebration is for you today. Be happy to celebrate that with you through the gift of baptism. Would you stand with me as we close in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you have chosen the church to do your work in the world. And Lord, we thank you that you have not left us alone, but indeed you have given us the spirit of power, the spirit of immense love, the spirit of immense kindness and goodness, Lord. Lord, we ask for courage as we go out and reach out to people as we care for them the way that you have cared for us. Thank you for this day that you are always with us, guiding the path. Be with us as we pray for one, seeking out your kingdom and your people. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Yeah.
praises be on our lips. May we be bold and courageous to share the love that you have with us and those around us. In Jesus' name, have a great week, friends.